0: Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm your host Anthony T. This is episode 98. once more for this wednesday may 17th 2023 thanks for joining me hope you are well and today we got a couple little distractions but to continue off uh, from last week it kind of deals with the same thing the quote-unquote asylum seekers aka illegal immigrants flooding into this country uh with the permission of the biden administration now the left is throwing around this word asylum seekers uh all over the place when they are illegal immigrants. Um, Asylum, you know, I looked up the definition of asylum pertaining to uh, immigration and says, asylum is a form of protection which allows an individual to remain in the United States instead of being removed, deported, to a country where he or she fears persecution or harm. So that's a pretty broad uh, description, right? Uh, Persecution of harm. Persecution from who? harm from whom or what. So I went to amnesty.org and why do, it says, why do people leave their countries? And it says, there are many reasons why it might be too difficult or dangerous for people to stay in their own countries. For example, children, women, and men flee from violence, war, hunger, extreme poverty because of their sexual or gender orientation or from the consequences of climate change or other natural disasters. Often people will face a Combination of these difficult circumstances. People who leave their country are not always fleeing danger. They might believe they have a better chance of finding work in another country because they have the education or capital to seek opportunities elsewhere. Others might want to join relatives or friends who are already living abroad, or they might seek to start or finish their education in another country. There are a lot of different reasons for people to start a journey to build a life in a new country. Now, I'm going to say that they leave their country because they made, they turned their country into a shithole with policies that they voted for or a form of government they voted for. And now it's shit and they have to run somewhere else. Then this amnesty.org gives you, you know, another definition. It says, who is an asylum seeker? An asylum seeker is a person who has left their country and is seeking protection for persecution and serious human rights violations in another country. But who has not yet been legally recognized as a refugee and is waiting to receive a decision on their asylum claim. Seeking asylum is a human right. This means everyone should be allowed to enter another country to seek asylum. And then it says, who is a refugee? A refugee is a person who has fled their own country because they are at risk of serious human rights violation and persecution there. The risk to their safety and life were so great that they felt they had no choice but to leave and seek safety outside their country because their own government cannot or will not protect them from those dangers. Refugees have a right to international protection. So pretty much anybody should be able to just go and come to any country and say, hey, I'm in danger in my country. I want a better life. I'm staying here. And that's it. And there's that's it. There's no more immigration properly things of... Uh, moving to a different country, you're just kind of like, I'm just moving here. There's a bet because it doesn't have to be in danger. It doesn't say what danger. You could say, Hey, I don't have a comfortable life in my country, and I, my government's not doing anything to ensure that to me, so I'm leaving. I could go to America, they put me up in a five star hotel, give me video games, and I'm chilling, you know? And this is pretty much what's happening now, but. One of the interesting things, so now all these sanctuary cities, uh, typically Democrat cities, and uh, in Brooklyn, they wanted to put house some migrants in a public school gym in Williamsburg, which is uber progressive leftist, and they didn't like it.
1: And city officials say they need to use several more school gyms. This is to house migrants that are flooding right into New York City. And that's prompting a strong response from many parents. We just talked to Mayor Adams about this. Lizette Nunez has more from Williamsburg this morning. Lizette, what's going on? Hey, good morning, ladies. And a rally is underway right now in Williamsburg. We've seen parents, uh, we've also seen students, grandparents. We do have a second camera going around at this rally. and It is taking place right outside the gymnasium. You might be able to hear, okay, you're taking a look right now. Looks like there are some students going around with signs out here as well. From talking to some parents, also grandparents, I've been hearing here on the ground that some parents did not bring their children to school today, whether that was in protest to the migrants being housed here at this school gymnasium. It's still unclear, but once again, we are taking a look at students, Parents, grandparents, they've been walking outside these two Williamsburg, two public schools. Now, we also learned this morning that about 20 migrants, they were being housed inside this gymnasium, but around 2 o'clock in the morning, they did bust them out. From our understanding is that right now, there is currently no migrants staying at this gym, but it's still unclear whether or not there are any other plans to bring migrants back mind g- giving a helping hand, but when it interferes with the education of our students, yes, I do care. Families in Williamsburg are outraged after learning that asylum seekers will be moved into the gym shared by both ps seventeen and ms five seven seven. Parents say they received an email Sunday night that the standalone gym will temporarily house migrants. The email didn't really say much. I know the kids are going to lose their gym. They're not going to be able to come outside and play. It's just frustration. Parents say they were given no notice of how many migrants will be coming and for how long they will be staying. For now, the recently renovated gym is off limits. The kids will effectively be under a lockdown during recess. They waited like two years
0: for the gym to get built
1: and to come outside or winter locked up in the school. Other schools have also been impacted by the migrant crisis. In Coney Island, the gymnasium at PSA, 188 has been converted into a temporary shelter for adult asylum seekers
0: let's be clear on the plan with the school gyms these are 20 self-standing gyms that currently is on our list of potential locations we have not identified that this is going to happen this is not every school gym the
1: mayor really gotta look into the law into what's permissible and not use our schools a place of education.
0: So it kind of clips off right there. But hey, you get what you vote for, people. Good for you. Um, There's also another statement that was from Fox News in the article. It says, there's no safety, said Virginia Vu, a PS17 PTA mom. They are giving us one safety officer, just one. We only have two for a school of 700 kids. Um, Parents at PS17 said they are primarily concerned the gate to the school's gym has been left open so migrants can come and go freely with the school just feet away. Now, this smells awfully like Martha's Vineyard when they shipped a couple of migrants up there, remember? And then, what was it, a day later, they were being bussed right back out because these uh, progressives, you know, they they want to help people, but not really. So, there you go. And Eric Adams is a dummy. He should be removed by force, probably, and, and you don't hear anything from Kathleen Hochul. She's been very quiet lately. Don't know what's going on with her. I'll have to look into that. These politicians, they don't care about you. They are making money off of this. Of all the hotels that they're giving these, you know, le- le- leases to and they're paying, they're all getting money back for all any infrastructure project that they pass. They're all getting some type of kickbacks. These guys are enriching themselves on your tax dollars. How does a public servant, like, uh, you know, makes a hundred grand a year, end up after their term with millions of dollars in their bank account? And everybody's like, oh, that's okay. How how do you do that? Now, these politicians' decisions are just getting out of hand, and they're affecting everyone. If you don't live in New York City, and you have nothing to do with this, right, you live out in another county away, And now it's affecting you because they want to ship migrants to your county and your hotel without, you know, and we're going to just send a bus and you guys deal with it. This is becoming very bad um, just on a national level. There's the division Uh, Between states, there's division. Now there's division within counties and cities in states, and it's just getting worse and worse. So if you ask yourself, I've asked myself, like, where do we go as a country, right? How do we change this or restore this country to what its resemblance of what it was designed to be and, and what, you know, where do we go to have some, you know, unity as Joe Biden was supposed to unify this country. I listened to Steve Dace. He's on the Blaze TV network, and he had a very interesting, quote unquote, like a monologue, or it was pretty much a rant, but it summed it up. And Steve Dace is like a political analyst. He was on the Iowa caucus. He ran uh, Ted Cruz's 2016 campaign. So he's kind of in the know. He's a conservative, but uh, he kind of, you know, breaks it down of like what happens.
2: So then what is the end game? And here's what I said back to my friend. This is a false choice. Prudent policy and governance is the disruption. It is the disruption, folks. Otherwise, what is the point? And if you don't believe that prudent policy and governance can work anymore, then you're the fool. Get your guns. Get out in the streets. Start shooting now. You're the bigger fool. I don't believe prudent governance works. I don't believe good policy outcomes works, but I'm gonna stay in my home and do nothing. I've so in other words, I've given up on the system, right? What's the point of voting? What is the point of voting? Ultimately, it's supposed to be for good policy outcomes. If you don't believe good policy outcomes matter anymore, then why are you at home? Why are you part of some militia group? That is the disruption. There are only two options. It's not the two in that text. There are only two options. And those two options are good policy governance or civil war. Those are your only two options. Not an endless troll. Not an endless clickbait industry. Not a going... The idea that we're just going to sit here for another 10 or 15 years and slowly devolve and say the worst things about each other and then afterwards, hey, have you guys seen that new series on Netflix tonight? Nope. 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 We may not be serious. These people are. If If you have organized the highest branches of government to do what they did and you carry this false narrative forward for years years the idea that the answer to that is to continually remind people these are bad people these are untrustworthy people don't trust where these people work don't trust who they vote for don't trust what they support don't trust the systems they're a part of don't trust the institutions they belong to okay but then what i'm asking help me but then what what is the option then to to what end it's always been about the outcome If we're not here for the outcome, then what are we here for? Join the militia group now. If prudent governance and good policy can't make a difference. And by the way, there are times in history that it cannot make a difference. In less than two months, we're going to commemorate an anniversary called the 4th of July. What is that a commemoration of? A time and a place when good governance and prudent policy was no longer going to make the difference, right? Yes. And so what did they do? Well, we know. They declared war. They seceded from the United Kingdom. That's what they did. They seceded from the British Crown. Issued a document of secession. Then get going on this, then. You might even be right. I might be wrong that it is too late for that. Here's what I know, though, is a false choice. I'm just going to continue to say it is too late, but then do nothing about the fact that it's too late. That's the false choice. I would prefer not to fight a civil war. Do I look like someone ready to go fight a civil war? I would argue we've barely tried for a generation. We have barely tried prudent governance. We barely tried policy outcomes, barely tried it. We wasted a generation voting for a bunch of people who hate us. There's a few places where we did try it. Florida, where I live, Iowa. Well, hot, holy hell, lo and behold, look what happened. When I started in Iowa, when I started my activism in Iowa, Democrats had more control over this state than they had had since the frickin' Civil War. They are now extinct in this state. Extinct. Don't lecture me about how to beat them. I did. We did. We did it. We beat them. How did we do it? Good policy and good governance. In Florida, for the first time ever, there is not a single Democrat holding statewide elected office. How did they do it? Good policy and good governance. In Texas, why is your border overrun still five months after your governor declared an emergency invasion? Bad policy, bad governance. If we don't believe that works anymore, then tell me the only alternative at that point is... Well, the history books show us what the alternative is. Sumter, Lexington, Concord, those are your alternatives. Get busy living or get busy dying. Get the hell off Twitter. Get iTarget Pro and get ready for what's coming. Time to be adults about this once
0: and for all. And that's There you have it. Sorry, it's a little bit of a long clip, but uh, I think he went on further and he still, you know, there was a person that wrote in a letter and he kind of read him the right and I also... Uh, it's, this is where we're at in this country. It's gonna, if, if we don't really get involved and get some of these people out of office and these policies that they impose, it's, that, that the only option is civil war. Cause it's going to be too late. You, they're going to tie your hands up and you're not going to be able to do anything. You're going to be stuck. We're so divided right now. It's like, that guy's a racist. That guy's a groomer. And just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And meanwhile, these politicians, they're, they're, they're enriching themselves off of all this stuff. And we have to suffer because the policies affect us directly, our neighborhood and our schools and our children. And uh, I'm, you know, it's <laughs> to make that choice of, of having a civil war is uh, pretty crazy. But according to amnesty.org, I could just go to Canada be like, I'm looking for asylum. It's crazy down there, and I'm just going to keep moving north until I end up in, what is it, China, then Russia, Russia, then China. I'll just keep going. Keep looking for asylum. I don't know, wherever it ends. Um, That's all I have today. I am your host, Anthony T. This is Static Podcast. You can reach me at staticpodcast.net. Like, subscribe, donate. This is a value-for-value podcast. Get yourself a new podcast app at newpodcastapps.com. It's a new app where you can stream Satoshis, which are little bits of Bitcoin. Um, There are no ads here. Uh, I love freedom of speech. We have to talk about this stuff the way, you know, Fox got rid of Tucker and Don Lemon's gone and everything's upside down. So we need podcasting right now. It's very good and uh just to get a bunch of different opinions on what's going on in the world so thank you for listening and i hope to see you next week